Hey everyone, Cody here. I wanted to say thank you to everyone who came out to the 22nd Annual Haunted America Conference. This week, I'm going to share with you three ghost stories that I recorded live from attendees at this year's conference. We have a story of a surgeon and his peculiar encounter in Gettysburg, a heartfelt altercation at the McPike Mansion from a ghost hunt on the first night of the conference, and finally, a haunted hospital story that doesn't end quite the way that you think it will. This weekend, myself, Troy, and friends are headed down to New Orleans for a voodoo tour, a vampire tour, and a ghost tour, so we might share some of those stories from that soon. We plan to resume regular shows as soon as possible to finish up our St. Louis season, including the story of the most infamous St. Louis exorcism. I want to give a few quick shout-outs to Ghostly Talk Podcast, Astonishing Legends Podcast, Big Seance Podcast, and my friend Jake Book, who has a show called Whatever the Hell Jake Wants to Talk About on Anchor. So thank you all for all the shout-outs. We really appreciate it. I'd also like to recommend the new book, Disconnected from Death, by April Slaughter and Troy Taylor. You can find links to all of the above in the show notes. And also, we are now on Spotify, so check us out there. If you'd like to hear more podcast episodes and check out what else American Hauntings has to offer, head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash American Hauntings. And now, on with the show. Okay, so can you start off by telling me your name and where you're from? My name is Kelly Busey, and I'm from Peoria, Illinois now, though I lived in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania for two years. All right, and can you tell me a ghost story? Yes, when I lived in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, I was always what I called a skeptical believer. Mm -hmm. I thought maybe there might be something to it. Living in Gettysburg, after a while, you run into things. I was, uh, well, I am a surgeon, and I was going to go to the hospital and do rounds one morning, and it was an April day. It was probably one of the first nice spring days, and so I was coming in, and to go to the hospital from where I lived, I had to drive right through the battlefield. I mean, the battlefield is a whole area, but I was coming up on a T intersection. As you came up to, you had to turn right to go to the hospital, but right kitty corner to that as you come to the stop is the main battlefield and General Meade's headquarters, the Union commander, was across the street at that time. Mm -hmm. Well, as I'm pulling up to the stop sign, I see a guy in a blue Union uniform standing next to the house. And I really didn't think much of it because there's reenactors there all the time. So I come up and I sit, I, I come to a complete stop and I look up again and I glance at this guy and he literally melted. And I was about probably 25 to 30 yards away. He melted away. And it was just so odd that I I sat there for probably a minute. And I was looking at the ground to see, is there a hole? Did he fall? What's going on? Yeah. But he literally, it was all, it was, it was like he just from the from the outside in just faded away. Wow. I was gone. And then I had a couple more incidents while I lived there. We lived in a brand new townhome. It had just been first construction. Mm Mm-hmm. I was, my uh, wife at the time had taken our daughter to California for a visit, so I was by myself down in the basement, and I heard our back garage door open, and I heard footsteps, and I thought maybe my neighbor had come in to check on something, so I yelled up, Pat, I'm down in the basement, I'll be right up. So I come upstairs, the back door to the garage was open. But the main garage door was shut and locked. The side garage door was locked and shut. 
and our front door was locked shut and chained. Nobody in there. Wow. So just some odd things like that. Yeah. TV would turn on in the middle of the night. So that's crazy. Yeah. So okay, so you see a guy melt and yeah. then you go do surgery after that? How do you like <laughs> focus? <laughs> It was a little difficult, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things. I'm, I was like, I have no idea what I just saw, but clearly that was something paranormal. That's crazy. I mean, I, I would consider myself in that same realm of, you know, believer, because um, I preach the, uh, you know, gospel of I don't know. So uh, right. that's that's great. That's a great story. Yeah, um, great. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Great yeah, to meet nice, you. Yeah, nice meeting you. Great talking to you. Thank you again. Are shipwrecks haunted? Like, are there underwater ghosts? I mean, think about it. You have to deal with them and sharks. Okay, we are ready to go. Okay. Can you start by telling me your name and where you're from? I'm Donna, and I'm from Piasaw, okay. Illinois. Donna, tell me a ghost story. Uh, last night, after the conference ended, we did the uh, McPike Mansion tour. Mm -hmm. uh, I've never been to McPike. I'm here with my dad, who's from Wood River, and... Um, we have always wanted to see McPike. We've driven by it, snapping photos as we drive by. Yeah. But thought last night would be a great opportunity, so we decided to take that tour. Um, and we walked around, did the typical stuff, uh, went around with the group and went down in the cellar and um, watched the presentation, listened to Jerome speak. It was very, very fascinating but um, as they were getting ready to turn the lights out in the cellar and see who would come see us that last night, um, Sandy made mention that there is the possibility that somebody outside of the McPike Mansion might make an appearance. Okay. And it, to be honest, I've not really dealt with anything like that before. Um, so... Um, Kind of was hoping it'd be my mom or with my dad being there. I thought it'd be really cool if my grandfather would have shown up. Yeah. Um, he's been gone since um, 96, so it would have been kind of neat to right. say hi to him again. And so we're sitting there, and it's pitch black, very, very black. And um, I started feeling some things uh, called drafts. I could um, tell that it got darker around me a couple of times. Um, different people were saying, you know, they were feeling things. And all at once, um, I got a light scent of flowers. And I, I said something right away. And the gentleman sitting to my right with his back against the wall next to the door of the cellar said yes. And, and I, I'm picking up on a... A woman in a long formal dress with brown hair and she's carrying a bouquet of flowers and she's right in front of you and I was like okay I'm feeling coldness around me and um, she stayed there for quite a while and then she moved towards the front of the room towards um, Sandy and Lynn and um, Sharon Ludke and uh, he said that she would just basically stand there facing them, but would look back at me with a big smile on her face. And um, we started process of elimination as to who it could be. Uh, one of the names thrown out was Jenny, and it definitely wasn't a Jenny. 
Uh, they asked about Gertrude, and I tried my dousing rods with Gertrude. And in a very slow, hesitant manner, they did cross. Well, Gertrude means nothing to me. And so um, Sandy kept saying, I get a Joanne or, or a Jane, and um, I, I'm not sure it's a J name. And another girl spoke up and said, Josephine? And she says, mm, I'm not getting Josephine. She says, okay, well, that was my grandma. And uh, she says, yeah, no, I, I'm not getting the affirmation that it's Josephine. And she kept saying, Jane, maybe Jean. And I very, very hesitantly said, Doris Jean? And she kind of wasn't real sure. And I said, Jeannie? And a little more confidence in that. And I, I said, Jeannie, haha. And the whole room kind of starts laughing, and she says, it's definitely Jeannie. Hmm. And I said, that's my mom. Aww. And um, instantly the room becomes total silence. Yeah. Um, my mom, when she was young, had a stick broom, a mm-hmm. uh, stick horse. Okay. And a little outfit that she would wear, and she rode around calling herself Jeannie Haha. Oh. Her sisters quite often called her just Jeannie. Mm-hmm. Um, her name was Doris. She hated that name. So she would go by Jeannie quite a bit. Um, I don't understand the long formal gown on her. I never saw her in one. I do have a picture from a prom or some school event that she had a long dress. But it it took us quite a while to really get the affirmation that it was her. She came back and was in front of me for quite a while and put her hands on my knees. Um, She gave me a hug. And by this point, I'm crying. Yeah. I can't stop it. And um, she wiped the tears from my eyes. Aw. I asked if I could speak to her. And a couple people chuckled and... And they said, you've been talking to her, hon. Mm. And so I said, Mom, I really wish you could see your grandkids today. Um, and that you're a great-grandma now. And he's going to be a year old in a couple weeks. Yeah. And they told me. She knew all of that. Oh. And she has been seeing all of it. And... The big thing they got out of her was that never was around her. Um, she's never left me, and she never will leave me. Mm-hmm. And the gentleman next to me said she kept telling, saying that I was doing an awesome job. So that's great. She gives me a big hug, and um, before the lights come back on. I hear something behind me. Well, my dad was sitting behind me to my right. And I realized his chair has gone upside down. <laughs> um, he didn't tip it. Yeah. Um, he didn't scoot around in it. wasn't leaning back in it. He said it felt like somebody grabbed the legs of the chair and flipped it. Jeez. 
I don't know who would have done that. I'd say, did they? Did your mom and dad not get along? Mom and dad divorced when I was a senior in high school, okay. and mom remarried a couple months later to my dad's barber. Oh, okay. And my dad's barber was very scared of my dad. Yeah. So I'm not for sure the whole entity of that. Right. But yes, that that is how we ended the night with wow. the lights coming on and my dad being on his back in the in the cellar. Jeez. Um, afterwards, um, I found out when the name Gertrude was mentioned, and I got the hesitant crossing of yes. Yeah. Um, when my mom was very young, my Aunt Kathy used to call her Nerdy Gertie, and okay. she didn't like that, and I never knew that. So, therefore... The hesitant, yes. The hesitant, yes. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, there was a lot. It was a very, um, very interesting experience and very unexpected experience. Yeah. One of the things to tie in with it is the day my mom died, she died very early in the morning, and I had to drive back home three and a half hours to get prepared to go back down and bury her. She was in uh, Lebanon, Missouri. Mm -hmm. And uh, so because of the timing that she passed at 530 in the morning, um, my aunt says, you're not leaving. You're going to take a nap before you head back home. I said, okay. So I go take a nap. I get up. My kids are with me. They're in the basement. And um, I go down and say, okay, let's get ready. We're going to head back home now. And as I'm going up the stairwell, when mom passed, I asked her, just give me a sign that you're okay. As I'm going up the stairwell, I get a very strong sense of roses. So I went to my aunt and I said, do you have anything in this house that smells like roses? Uh, a room spray, a Glade plug-in, uh, you know, I know you're doing laundry, but I've never smelled fabric softener that smells like roses. And she said, no, I don't have anything. And I told her why I was asking. And she says, I think mom gave you a sign that she's doing just fine. Mm -hmm. So... To me, it was very odd that I would pick up on a faint scent of flowers, yeah. and she was carrying a bouquet. And uh, it just, very, very unexpected evening. Um, never had any experience like that before in my life, and it was very powerful for me. Yeah. Well, how do you feel today? Very honored that I got to be that person that their relative made their presence known. Yeah. Um, very excited to know that she is with me. Do you feel any like closure or a little bit? Better? I do believe. Yeah, a little bit. I never cried when mom died. Yeah, I never cried at each one of the anniversaries of her death. Mm -hmm. It's it'll be ten years in August. Yeah, and this last year was the closest that I've come to actually letting it go. And last night I was crying quite hard. White heart. Yeah. So I do believe, yeah, there is some closure there. Well, good. So. Well, that was a great story. Um, that's the best story I've heard today. That's lovely. I'm so happy that, um, you know, it was very touching and then kind of funny. I hope your dad's okay. Um, dad's but, doing okay. He's a little sore this morning. Yeah. Well, that that's unfortunate, but that's a great story. Thank you so much for telling me that. Not a problem. Thank you very much. Absolutely. If I were trying to communicate with ghosts, I think I'd try to get them to play Hangman. 
or Scrabble. Okay, can you tell me your name and where you're from? Uh, full name or just... Whatever you feel comfortable oh, with. Uh, Sean. Okay, and where are you from? Originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, currently living in Kansas City, Kansas. Awesome. Um, tell me a ghost story. Well, I and my lovely lady, we went to what's called the Odd Fellows Hall. Mm -hmm. And it's a series of buildings in which they house children for schooling and eventually turned into an elderly, or they put elderly in. And connected to this compound was a hospital. Well, the whole place eventually fell into disrepair. And including the hospital. And now it's open for ghost hunts, as well as oddly wine tastings, because it's connected to a vineyard. Okay. But that's just a solo side story. Yeah. So we decided to go on the ghost hunt, and part of the ghost hunt was the hospital. The hospital is of an L shape. The main entry is at right where the two wings match together, mm -hmm. at that, that corner. So we enter the corner, a group of us. Our tour guide, or hunt guide, or whatever you want to call it, lay down a REM pod. Now, a REM pod looks like a small little coffee can with three lights on top and an antenna that sticks up. Okay. So any ghostly apparitions or whatnot come near it from any direction, the light will light on the direction it comes at it. Also used to, you know, instead of knocking once for yes, to say touch the rod for yes, or something along that line, to help communicate with ghosts. They drop it right there at that L joint. So we take the one hallway to the far end where is a hospital, a surgical mm -hmm. uh, wing right there. This place is in deep disrepair. Hallways full of rocks from the pieces falling off the walls, chunks from the ceiling. Every footstep there is a loud crunch. We make our way to the, the surgical area. We do the flashlight test. There's a little bit of activity, but Nothing really outstanding is going on. I make my way to the farthest end of the group away from the surgical wing where one of our guides is standing, make sure no one's getting lost or straggling off. And he and I are, are chatting away as we notice this strange, I'm going to, to call it is a blob, mm -hmm. right on the floor. And it's dead silent. Not a crush. It just kind of oozes over the floor, around, just kind of, and just disappears in the shadows. And we're kind of looking at each other, going, "Did you see that? Yeah, I think. It's, I don't know. Yeah. What was that? So leaving the group behind, we start because it's only just a straight hallway. We start making our way down towards the L, following when we can this strange blob. Periodically, this small orb will appear on the blob. And just kind of meanders, and then the, just boom, gone. This little shiny orb. And, but the rest of the main blob is just this black, sooty, just sucks up light like you wouldn't believe. And it just floats and then disappears and reappears elsewhere, then disappears again. But it's always on the ground and not a sound, just dead silent. Mm -hmm. We make, we kind of follow it along till we get to that corner part. We see it again. It appears at the REM pod. And it just kind of oozes around. Nothing happens with the REM pod. It is absolutely silent. Our, the guide and I are just flabbergasted. Because we figured whatever this entity is, is going to trigger the sensors on mm -hmm. the REM pod. The rest of our sensors, our EMF detectors, nothing's going off. So we're like, all right, distance, that's what it is. This thing is against the REM pod, and nothing is going. 
we're now not quite panicking, yeah. but we're very concerned. We're afraid if we get too close and it turns out it comes at us, we have no way of detecting what it is or how close it is, anything, because none of our equipment's work. It's invisible. Yeah. So luckily, it just kind of and it just disappears. So we make sure the REM pod, we're like, all right, it's broken, it's turned off, the batteries are dead. Stuff, no, it's fine. Nothing's wrong with it. The rest of the party is slowly working their way up to the corner where we're at. We look down the other hallway, there it is. Oozing its way through the dark corners and through, through the shadow to shadow. So we kind of hustle our ways, Let's get a little bit closer to it. We're kind of contesting our luck, the orb pops in again, pops out again, and we finally get close enough, and that's where we see it. A tail. It's a possum. God, I, I love it. I love this story so much. Uh, I, full confession, you told me at the bar last night, but it was such a great story. Yeah, every time it would turn around and look back at us, it's the glint off this eye. Right. That's the orb that that's, was around. And that makes so much sense. And and now, the second time hearing it, the way you talk about it, uh, it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, of course, I'm, I'm putting it together. But last night, I was like, wait, what? T- okay, hold on. So it's like smoke? No, no, it's not smoke. It's like a blob. And it makes so much sense. None of your stuff was going off or anything. Um, oh, that's a great story. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you so much for stopping by again.